The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, who will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? The angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm not sure if it's the added bonus of the, the 2020, uh, I don't want to say curse, uh, unexpected gift, if you will, uh, or if it's the fact of just not um, trying to not socialize as much so I don't have to be quarantined for Christmas. But I've noticed that the, this Advent has been more Adventy, which is not even a word, but it's something I feel like lately. That there's been a bit more penance this year, where the penitential season has actually kind of come to life a bit more. Very often there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Christmas celebrations and all kind of communal activities and these kinds of things that are happening. And, and many of them, at least in my family and, and friends groups, um, are simply being canceled. We'll do it later. <laughs> we'll do Christmas in July, huh? Well, these kinds of things. And this reality is that what it has left is is a place of quiet. Rather than of continual celebration and exaltation and joy, it is left, for better or worse, a lot of extra time, a lot of silence. It feels more like Advent to me this year. I've also been looking at the heavens lately, just looking up in the skies. It's something that I did often as a child, often, especially in my, in my early teens, I didn't believe in the Lord at the time, but I would often find myself looking into the heavens, just wondering, what is this all about? To look at the stars and to know that, that they had been there for millennia, millions of years maybe, pondering these things. And to be able to know that even in our own day, we have the continued gift of the heavens that speak to us. I know there's been a number of articles that have been uh, published recently, at least, uh, at least that I've noticed, 
um, talking about the, the collision of the, uh, not the collision, that would be terrible, <laughs> uh, forget the exact astro- astronomical term for it, but the, the, the two planets coming together, um, the conjunction, I think, is the word, where it seems as if they become even brighter and wondering, is this what the Christmas star looked like, this bright light in the sky? Lifting our eyes up to the heavens, it's a natural thing of the human heart to look to the heavens. Anytime, uh, very, very often, I can, and we can count more movie references than one can possibly imagine, where people are looking up into the heavens, shouting, praying, hoping, looking longingly. We always, it's a natural disposition of the heart of the human person to look to the heavens in time of need. It's not something that that we necessarily even have to be told. It's a natural inclination that we look up into the vastness that is out there and speak from the depths of our hearts. We cry out with joy. We cry out with sorrow. We cry out with anger. We cry out with fear. We cry out with hope. We cry out with expectation, but we simply allow our hearts to be amazed at what is before us. Mother Church knows these things and wisely puts on our heart today that same intention. All throughout the Easter, Easter, man, I am way, I am way out of my league here. It's Advent. I'm skipping multiple seasons ahead, y'all. Should have had more coffee today. All during the Advent season, Mother Church gives us this antiphon, this verse that is used at, at morning prayers, used at evening prayer, it's used during Mass, it's used during all, the, all, all kinds of various places. It's sprinkled and scattered generously throughout the season of Advent, and it's particularly used today. It's the entrance antiphon that I read after our opening hymn, inviting Emmanuel to come the Rorate Celi, as it's traditionally called. The translation, drop down dew from heaven above and let the clouds rain down the just one. Let the earth be opened and bring forth a savior. It's this that Mother Church puts on our lips today because it ought already to be there in our hearts. Very often, Mother Church, she, she doesn't necessarily teach us something we don't know. She just gives us the words of something we can't express adequately. How often I've been amazed at the Psalms, those 150 hymns sung to God, and how they are able to provide words for things that I can't express in my own, but that God has given me the words already. And so much the same with this prayer, Rorate Celi, drop down from above, you heavens. It's Mother Church inviting us to lift our eyes to the skies, to look to the heavens, to express that cry of the human heart for whatever it is we desire in this time. Every one of us desires something different. Maybe we have great joy right now. Maybe we have great sorrow. Maybe we have confusion. Maybe we have anger. Maybe we have frustration or resentment. Maybe we just have a a sense of, of, of calm. 
whatever it is that is on your heart, Mother Church invites you to look to the heavens, to cry out to God, to invite the Lord to come down to you, to us, to rain down the just one. The beauty of the imagery, how Mother Church so often uses these these physical, tangible images for us to help us experience the goodness of God. Send down your dew, the quietness, the subtle thing that we don't see it happening, but we see the fruits of it later. How the Lord very often comes to us quietly, but also the rain. We know that just a few moments ago. How sometimes rain can come gently, or it can pour in torrents. All of these are ways in which the Lord God comes to us, sometimes subtly, sometimes gently, sometimes rather forcefully. But he comes to us. He invites us to invite him today. As we know that Christmas is just a few short days away, to cry out to him with our hearts and to open our hearts to receive him. Just as the rain comes down and, and softens the soil of the earth and brings forth great fruits to it, that we might be nourished, so also we pray that the Lord may come and send down his dew, his rain upon our souls, which so easily can become parched by this life, dried by the things of the world, that here too we can be softened. Here too we can be made fruitful and rejoice that we come forth, we bring forth the Savior who is born for us. We bear fruit because of his grace, because of his life, because of his love and his goodness at work within us. So as we come and offer this Holy Mass, it's an opportunity on one last particular Sunday to look to the heavens to the Lord and certainly in the days ahead, to cry out to him, to spend some time at least each day in quiet, maybe to look to the heavens, but certainly to cry out to God from your heart, whether it needs to be loud or quiet, to speak to him, to invite him to continue to come to you, to rain down into your heart the just one, indeed, that Emmanuel might come.